Welcome to Informed Aging, a podcast about health, help, and hard decisions for older adults. I'm Robin Roundtree. I spent six years as a family caregiver and now work in the senior care industry. With me is my co-host, Edith Gendron, Chief of Operations for Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center and a Positive Approach to Care Certified Trainer and Consultant and a former family caregiver with well over 20 years of experience in the industry. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast belong to us, not our wonderful employers and sponsors. If you want to get mad, get mad at us and not at them. Before making any significant changes in you or your person's life, please consult your own experts. Today, we're going to talk about hearing. If you need to turn it up, turn it up. But hopefully after this, you won't have to turn things up. We will be right back with JC Soto of Altamont Family Hearing right after this. Senior Helpers is the only home care agency offering a revolutionary new way to approach senior care, the Life Profile Assessment. This data-based app is a crucial tool in helping seniors age safely and successfully at home. Combined with our proven in-home care programs and trained caregivers, Senior Helpers Life Profile is leading the way to better outcomes for our clients. For more information, log on to SeniorHelpers.com. And we're back. We are talking with J.C. Soto. He's the CEO of Altamont Family Hearing. He started his career in audiology in 2013 in West Palm Beach, and he has worked diligently to obtain his national board certification in hearing instrument sciences. He's very passionate for reconnecting others to the sound of life. It's the driving force to providing his patients with the highest quality hearing healthcare solutions. So JC, you've got some letters after your name. HAS, what does that stand for? HAS is hearing aid specialist. So that is our, that's the, our licensure. That's, that's how it reads out. And then the BC HIS, it's kind of redundant. It says it twice, but that's board certified in hearing instrument sciences. So, all right. Uh, so those are my two credentials. A little shorter than Edith's. That was uh, a <laughs> that was impressive. <laughs> so I like that. I didn't even tell you everything. <laughs> uh, that was that was the short. Yeah. That so was the short I got, version. I got I got to catch up to that. That's that's impressive. That's awesome. We are members of the alphabet people in more ways than one. <laughs> and so Altamont Family Hearing, that's been a place for you to go. You're not a doctor, but if you need a hearing aid, you're the guy to go see. Yes, absolutely. So in um, in audiology, there's you would either see an audiologist, which would have their doctorates in audiology, um, or hearing aid specialist, and then board certified in hearing instrument sciences, which is myself. Um, so I have that highest title that I could obtain other than having my doctorates. Um, also ear, nose, and throat, but that's more when we're having a medical condition of our ears. Uh, but what we do is we do the full hearing evaluation the same as you would uh, with that audiologist counterpart. My focus thereafter is if the person has a hearing loss, I'm the one that then programs and make sure that this prescription is being met and that the person is happy hearing. But a lot of my focus is those hearing aids where many of the doctor counterpart is if someone is having more of a medical issue, um, sudden dizziness, sudden hearing loss um, with children as well. So. It can so, but but yeah, but both in the hearing space. All right. So if you think it's just normal, I'm getting older and, and starting to lose my hearing. They can come right to you. Yeah. So normally, my my conversation with um, whenever I'm speaking with uh, primary care physicians and what's that order of operations in hearing? Um, if they have a patient who is let's say 60 and older and having some hearing loss, 
it's more cost effective to the patient and insurance to go to hearing aid specialists like myself um, because there is no fee for that hearing evaluation with us. And if there is a red flag, so that if there's any medical concern, I am going to refer back so that that person goes to an ear, nose, and throat. And normally the ear, nose, and throat has the audiologist in that space. So there are some audiologists that also have um, like hearing aid practices like ourselves, but for the most part, we see them a little more in the medical space since they have that doctorates. So yeah, so we would start there. If there are no red flags, we're gonna have that hearing aid conversation if it's appropriate. If there are red flags, we're going to get them to the right person. And did I hear you say there's no cost? No cost. Free, what? free, free. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> so the word we love, free. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's that's one of the, the biggest things um, that we advocate and just try to educate others about. Um, just that it is free to have that baseline. Find out where we are. Um, just one less barrier for people to come in because uh, with hearing... Uh, We find that, I I always say in my office, that no one comes in wanting a hearing aid. Uh, No one comes in saying, oh, what's that new shiny thing? (laughs) You know, it's something we, none of us want, but then if if it's appropriate, if the person has a loss, it can make a tremendous difference. Just like I'm wearing glasses right now, and um, if I could, I wouldn't. Um, I mean, I could go get LASIK, but, um, but the glasses, you know, they improve my quality of life, and when someone has that hearing loss, and then they get the treatment, it's usually... A similar experience of like, man, I'm, I'm picking up so much more. and But no one comes in wanting that that hearing aid. Um, right. Yeah. Do you recommend, um, let's say I, I'm 51, should I have a baseline done now? I, I normally say 55 and up. Oh, good. So that's just my number. There is no, <laughs> so there's no, um, if you have any concern, like if there are any signs in your life or anyone saying, um, so, you know, if you're misunderstanding, if we're, uh, mishearing um, some of the words, especially higher frequency, like if I say, let me see, hit and six or things like that, that in a conversation like, like let's go to the pool and you understood we're going to the school or grab this tool or you're mm. a fool, um, things like that. So when we're hearing part of that vowel sound, but mis- misunderstanding certain things, then I would say, hey, why not? Let's, let's get a test. But normally if there are no symptoms, 55 and up, it's even if you have no concern, it's good to have a baseline because 65 and up is where we start to see a lot more frequency with hearing loss. So um, one in three, 65 and up, have a degree of a loss. One in two, 75 and up, have some degree of a hearing loss. So it's much more common than people think. But but it's good to have that baseline early on so that we can compare it to as we age and, and if that's something that's affecting. Yeah. Now, I found this statistic. The FDA estimates nearly 30 million adults could benefit from a hearing aid, but only one-fifth are using the devices. Yep. That's the number, 20%. 20% um, our industry numbers, yeah, 20, 20 to 30 is the adoption rate, which is extremely low for where it should be. And that's that's worldwide. So there are, we see the same thing in um, in England, Australia, Germany, even in countries where their healthcare system fully pays for the hearing aid. Because one of the biggest objections that we have is the cost. They're so expensive and a lot of people are scared of that, you know, rightfully, because it, it's it's a lot. And if you're on a fixed income, that's a whole, it's a lot. <laughs> so, right. but even in countries where they're free, we do, they have similar 20, 30% adoption rates. And that calls more to like the stigma around it, which I think it's getting better and better as as the technology is getting smaller, as it's getting smarter. 
Um, I absolutely foresee a future of hearing aids being as normal as glasses, where those were ridiculed and, you right. know, people of the baby boomer generation more so. We, we hear quite a bit millennials, not so much, um, but where there was more bullying in school for glasses and things like that or that's just a norm or some people just wear them now for tr- to be trendy and I was thinking that yeah. the other day I was called four eyes and now people are wearing glasses that don't need them and yeah. I'm like really yep <laughs> and I really really think that as we see like if you look around everywhere we're all tethered unfortunately to like our phones and we see a lot of the younger generations with those AirPods in 24-7 right. or, or any Bluetooth headphones, not to give Apple a, a plug there. But any, you know, we, we're, we're like, we're, we're connected. And the hearing aids are now doing a lot of that where with the Bluetooth, they're healthables now, like a Fitbit, counting your steps, fall detection, which what? is amazing. Yeah. Wait, what? There's a lot. There's a lot. Your <laughs> hearing aid can count your steps? Yep. It can count your steps. It has an accelerometer. So if you fall, it'll send a 911 message uh, to whoever your first contact. I mean, they're smart now. Wow. My mind is blown. That is incredible. Yeah. yeah. They're There's pretty a- amazing things. I've, I have been a, a recipient of JC's no-cost evaluation. So, yeah, lots of... Really cool things. And I know you say no one comes in wanting one, but I thought some of them were pretty cool. I mean, if you need to wear one, right. wow. It's Get not, all the you know, it's not like my poor aunt with a big heavy thing across the back of her ear. But speaking of that, my question is, does it run in families? Like my mom had severe hearing loss. We honestly thought she was having some sort of psychiatric features. Wow. And this went on for at least a few months. And then we kind of put it together. It's like she's not hearing us because she answered a question with something really bizarre. Like, are you going to church today, mom? And her response was something like, yeah, I'll have mustard on the hot dog. Okay. She yeah. didn't hear mm. us. So should I think, oh gosh, my mom had late age hearing loss or mm-hmm. whatever it's properly called? Mm-hmm. So hearing loss is hereditary. So if we have, oh. um, so yeah, hearing loss is hereditary and um, especially congenital, of course, like if, if we would notice um, as the child's growing up and in school baselines and, and as soon as you're born, I just had a daughter, she's about to be one now and I mean... Within a day, she had a hearing evaluation, which I thought was the coolest thing, or a hearing screening. But yes, so if there is significant hearing loss in your family, it's it's one of the questionnaires um, uh, by law that whenever you're having a hearing evaluation is if there is a hearing loss in the family. And, and it's because then we're looking at if there is a significant decline in your hearing, you know, is, is high frequency hearing loss a, uh, a pattern in the family? And, and it's also about having the, conversa- the conversation about preservation earlier. So no hearing aid will freeze your hearing loss, but there are studies that show that having that proper stimulation, fitting the prescription, um, can help preserve, can help slow that progression. It's kind of the rule of the, if you don't use it, you lose it, sort of. So it's keep those auditory nerves stimulated, give it the power, especially if we know, hey, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa had a significant hearing loss, I'm seeing signs absolutely you want to go in and and see what's going on see if it applies and that's where that baseline really really comes in even if you're fine if that's running in your family you're 50 55 get a screening just make sure that make sure we're okay well i think it's been three years it was pre-covid so put me down yeah i I need to see you time time (laughs) time to come back because i think it's going to be a different ending this time 
And that's fine. Yeah. He's got, we'll find he's got purple hearing aids. They're going to be all mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a hot pink one, too. And, yeah. and there's army camo for our pediatric fittings. It's 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 fun. It's getting fun. And it's yeah. I always say this isn't grandma's old hearing aid. Um, and that's talking to, like, the big clunky ones. A lot of right. people come in thinking, I'm going to have this dinosaur. No, they're small and discreet. Some look like earbuds um and and it's you wouldn't even know like there are some that someone would wear and you wouldn't know if it is like an airpod sort of item yeah well we are going to come back after this break and talk about the cost right after this for over 37 years the alzheimer's and dementia resource center has served as a central florida-based grassroots nonprofit and community resource center dedicated to providing support and hope for families and individuals caring for someone they love who is living with alzheimer's disease or other dementia related illness the adrc empowers caregivers with the knowledge support skill and strategies through a variety of programs to help them confidentially prepare for the challenges that lie ahead to learn more visit their website at adrccares.org that's adrccares.org and we are back we're talking with jay-z soto with altamont family hearing we've learned so much about hearing aids they're very cool now and uh, not nearly enough people are using them that should be mm-hmm. so um i wish there was some magic pixie dust we could spread on the people who need them but that may also include me so <laughs> i get it i get it if you find that pixie dust please please send I it will this way send it right That'd be along great for business that'd be amazing <laughs> so i remember purchasing some for my mother um it was around four thousand dollars for a pair of hearing aids is that still around average yeah average? so that's the average so we i normally say 4400 okay. is that that average number they go up it varies in parts of the country where you're at, but they can be six, seven thousand for a set, and um, normally like twenty five hundred ish is where you'll see lower on a set at most audio, most most practices. Okay, so mm-hmm. it's kind of you can look at with what you can afford, and still get some improvement in your hearing. Always. So I tell everyone that comes in, the level of the hearing aid doesn't dictate how powerful it is. A lot of people have a misconception or. Um, unfortunately, there are a lot of salesmen that take advantage since we do work with the aging population and they are normally ignorant to hearing aid technology because why would you know if you're not right. in that space? But an entry-level hearing aid can output the same exact amount of power as the top-of-the-line premium. What the person's paying for is clarity, which is a whole different ballgame. Speech and noise, clarity, um, understanding, uh, soft-spoken, you know, if we have a, sp- a soft-spoken woman, child sometimes a little more of a challenge. Higher-end technology will do significantly better than entry-level, but if it's just about can this help, yes, it can. A properly fit hearing aid is always going to hit, or for the most part, I should say, um, is going to hit that prescriptive target, which is going to help you hear and preserve. So we don't always need to be at that top of the line. Some people really should have the premium and have all the quality, the, the clarity and the qualities of that premium, but it's not Something's better than nothing. Absolutely. Right. So if they're trying to sell you a $7,000 pair of hearing aids, you can go, you know what? I know you can do better than that. Right? Yes and no. Okay. So so yes and no. So if the person, so let's say someone came to me and I was strongly recommending, let's say it was a patient that I saw and I said, you know what? You need these premium hearing aids. And for us, it's $6,500 is our price. Um, More than likely, I am making that recommendation because I truly feel that 
that's a level of, of uh, hearing aid that would best match their lifestyle, whatever aesthetics uh, concerns that they have. So there, some of the cooler ones are, unfortunately, on the higher end, let's right. say uh, mid to higher end, and you get the features like the Bluetooth, the rechargeable. So there's a lot more. So I guess um, I was thinking of the scamsters that are out there. If they start you off at top of the line and haven't done much of a hearing test, then you may want to go get another opinion. Get another yeah, yeah, yeah. opinion. If, if I say even for, for anyone, anyone, if you have that feeling of, I kind of feel like I'm getting sold to go somewhere else, go. And um, more than likely, if you're going to um, to see the reviews, try to get a, a recommendation, ask your friends, um, and that could be tricky if someone if there's a stigma and they're trying to be discreet, but. If another provider is recommending advanced or premium level hearing aids for that person as well, then then you'll have a you know you know you'll have a little more confidence and you know what these these providers really really feel that I would do best in that. Um, so so yeah. If okay. you but if you have any any sales red flags, leave. Go. Got it. Would yeah. it be fair to say to someone if you were a little concerned about that? Um, tell me why I need the premium Absolutely. one and not. The entry level and the provider would hopefully have it. So I have a very educational stance, and and most of my patients will will be able to tell you the same. I don't just say, "Here's your hearing loss. You need this. You know, pay up front." I it's a journey, and I walk my patient through before we even do the test. Here, you know, I'll, I'll show them this is normal. This is where we have some concern. This is where we have a lot of concern, um, and I kind of let them know what I'm looking for, so that when we're done. Uh, there's something called an audiogram, which is their their prescription. It's it's objective. It's not my opinion. It's not a subjective report. It's going to show either we are normal, we are mild, we are severe. But on, outside of that, that's very important. But outside of that, there's also a word comprehension test. And that's based in percentages, uh, just to not make it boring. So um, I like to say like grade school. If we're 90 to 100% in understanding, you have an A, that means... The person hears the sound, their brain is processing what they heard effectively, therefore they really don't need the clearest thing. Would they do better with the clear? Everyone would do better with the top of the line, just like if you bought the top of the line TV, it's going to have the best picture, but is a TV still a TV or a laptop still a laptop, whatever, those analogies. But if the person is struggling in understanding, so let's say they have a 60-70%, that's really where we're going to go. No, we need we need the big guns. We need a little more clarity. We need, and that's what those higher end hearing aids are going to provide. So that and so that's where we're walking through and going. Hey, will that going back to what I said earlier? Will that entry level hearing aid help? Absolutely. Is it going to be as clear as that top of the line or advanced level hearing aid? That's where how how that's where that value is going to start to come in. If we're struggling go ahead and it's going to hurt a little more financially, but it's going to help you uh, for longer and better in the long run. So so if you buy a pair of hearing aids, can, can those last you for the rest of your life? Or is it every five years, like glasses? Five, five is the magic number. That's the number I'm saying in the office. Um, they now, so some get longer. You can get six, seven years. I've seen 10, 12-year-old hearing aids in we need, a, we need to put like a little frame or something for those. Um, <laughs> but normally five, um, because even if it's they're still working, technology is moving so rapidly that today's amazing will be a dinosaur in five years. It, and, and that's just, it's a great thing. Is it still going to work? Yes. So if someone's okay. trying to get the most return on their investment, if it's still working, um, what you need to do, what the person needs to do is 
have a relationship with their provider every year, year and a half maximum, have a hearing evaluation. Because if that prescription changes, that hearing aid then gets reprogrammed to the new script. That so, is amazing that you can reprogram. Well, yeah, the so you don't have aids. to buy a new one every year or two. No, just I like to say like if it's an odd comparison, but let's say I love my glasses frames, but my lens change, I can keep my frame and get new lenses. Right. Um, similar idea to that, except that at some point we're going to, you know, in four or five years, we're going to go, well, now there's this amazing feature, which they really are getting better and clearer every day. I compare this, and this might hit home with some people or and, and not with others, but like a cell phone, you know, if you, five years, let's say you have the latest iPhone, five years from now, there's going to be so many features and so many things that right. it's like, ah, let's upgrade um, if you can, if you can afford it. So right. does anyone need the latest iPhone? No. Um, so it, it's that. If your hearing it is still working, do you absolutely need to buy the latest and greatest? No. Is it going to be better? More than likely. That's just the way we're going. Right. I just, I want to give uh, from experience um, with my mother who had dementia and hearing aids, um, we did, a pair was lost and she had the flesh colored and I searched through so much garbage looking for those things because they're $4,000. The next pair we got, bright blue, so much easier to find. So if you have a person with dementia, please go for a bright color. (laughs) I say, um, so there's a big big link. Um, There are several clinical studies, John Hopkins Medicine, um, I mean, mean, all throughout, if we Google um, early onset dementia, cognitive decline, memory loss, and hearing loss. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's a huge link in that the person, um, to make it short, but like if the person is misunderstanding and they're struggling to process what everything they're hearing, they're getting tired faster. Um, there, which leads, you know, it's, it's, it leads to other things. So when that brain is tired, then even with our, um, like our dementia patients normally in that morning, they're a little sharp, a little better as they get tired, they get to, they slow down a little more that processing is slower and, um, they do go hand in hand. So if there is any history of, of, uh, cognitive decline in the family, um, then we, and we also suspect hearing loss with more reason we want to treat it sooner because you're going to be sharper. You're going to understand better. You're going to keep that area of the brain stimulated though, you know, and, and, um, hopefully preserve your hearing and cognition as much as you can. But then we also want to have those memory screenings and that's now passing the ball over to like Edith's (laughs) side of the world. But, um, but yeah, so in, and normally in my office when, when we see that, which many times, it's, it's hard sometimes to, to differentiate those two. Is someone kind of like what you mentioned earlier? Is Are they not understanding because there's something wrong cognitively or did they just mishear? Did they, are they just missing that information? Um, and there are times that even once we have fit that script, if we're seeing that, that um, slower auditory processing or more difficulty, we're going to say, hey, let's have a memory screening. Um, yeah. Um, going back to losing them, though, really quick, I want to touch on that. Hearing aids have a warranty. So not everyone knows this and everyone should. When you buy a hearing aid, normally you'll have two, three years of a warranty, whatever that manufacturer gives. Loss and damage is part of that warranty. If you're within that period, um, there is a deductible. But it's normally just to say a number like between 350 and like 450 per hearing aid that you lose if you're within that window. So it doesn't mean buy a new one. Also, if we're getting hearing aids for mom or dad that's um, that do have cognitive decline, I strongly recommend custom-made hearing aids when it's appropriate just because it's going to fill their ear better. It's going to be custom-made to their ear 
and there's less likelihood of them pulling them out, mm. um, falling out, those things. Because what happens with behind the ear is it's like a two-part. There's something on top of your ear, inside. It's it's more tempting for the person to just grab them. And, and we've heard all of it, you know, throw them in the garbage, throw them in the toilet, put them in the laundry. When it's fully made to their ear, it's just, it's, it's, it can still happen, but it's a little more difficult because right. it's going to be snug in the, in their ear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I did not purchase those hearing aids from you, JC, because <laughs> nobody told me about a warranty. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's, and that's, what, that's why I mentioned it because I've seen, I've been in this, uh, we're going on 10 years um, in this profession, and I've heard, unfortunately, of providers that um, do not explain that. And, you know, oh, we lost a hearing aid. And then it's, well, let's just buy some new ones yeah. because it's in their best interest to do so, which is, in my opinion, uh, probably abuse, elder abuse. And, 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 and that's a whole other yeah. chapter, but, um, because they're, they're leaving that information and, and the family doesn't know you, how would you know? Right. Um, so I'm letting you know, <laughs> I'm letting you know your warranty, every manufacturer of every hearing aid has a loss and damage, uh, within, within whatever that warranty period is. So, wow. Great info. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. That's Wow, we have learned so much from you today, JC. We are actually going to bring you back for another episode because now you can buy hearing aids over the counter and we need to delve into that. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. You can reach out to JC at his business, Altamont Family Hearing at altamontfamilyhearing.com. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast, Informed Aging, and tell your family and friends about us. Instagram and Twitter, informed underscore aging. You can find us on facebook.com slash informed aging. Today's episode was recorded at Digital Broadcasting's podcast studio. That's it for now. We're looking forward to our next visit.